Hi, everybody, and welcome to another True Stories of Tinseltown. And I have a fabulous guest for you today. Yes, I've had on the wonderful David, as you know, who is my friend. And I've had on Catherine Lee Scott, who did a great job. And now I am so thrilled to say I have Laura Parker on. Hooray, hooray, hooray. Hooray. Thank you so much, Laura. I am so, you know, because I was trying to get in touch with you for a long time. And David and I have been friends for about three years since I started watching Dark Shadows. And um, Uh. I felt bad asking him. I didn't want him to feel pressured or something. And then I felt bad that if he asked you, you'd feel pressured. So did you feel pressured? No, never. No, good. Not at all. Good. All right. I'm happy to do it. Great. And um, I just want to say your character on Dark Shadows, I, I think I explained it to you three years ago, I really couldn't do anything. I had a problem with my health and I couldn't go out, I couldn't do anything. And I started binge watching Dark Shadows. And uh-huh. um, I got hooked. And I thought you were right. the greatest. I love, of course, um, right. I loved Barnabas. I loved Grayson Hall. I loved Joan. I loved what's yeah. his name? You know, the brother. You love what's his name? Roger. Roger. <laughs> oh, Roger Davis. Yes. yes, I love Jonathan. I loved, um, and also who just pe- recently passed the wonderful um, guy. I love him. I know his name. Johnny Carlin? Yes, I adored him. Adored him too. Yeah. He was so wonderful. So he you. Just died. This is something I want to ask you. You are a Southern Belle. That's right. Yeah. You were from the South. You Memphis. from where? From Memphis. You, oh, that's right, Memphis, Memphis Tennessee. Tennessee. Woo Did you see yeah. Elvis? Yes, yes. You did. Did you go? Did you go to school with um, Priscilla? I'm sorry, I didn't understand that. What did you go to school with Priscilla? Priscilla, right? Elvis's girlfriend, soon to be wife. Uh. No, I don't know those people. <laughs> I, I'm very old. <laughs> well, you know, you're not very old, and Priscilla's about the same age as you, so I don't know. Um, you're terrible. August, did you say? Hmm? Did you say something about August? No. Mm-mm. I said you're not old. Um, so you were born in Knoxville, Tennessee, and grew up in Memphis. You went to That's Central right. High in Memphis, which was not a private school. And it says you won no. a scholarship to Vassar. That's right. we, You were a major in philosophy. You majored in philosophy. Um, That's and you cl- right. And you completed at Southwestern at Memphis. Yes. And then you went to graduate school. Road. Mm-hmm. Rhodes, Rhodes College. College, yeah. But back then it was called Southwestern, yeah. Oh, those little devils. And, so, and then I went to graduate school at the University of Iowa. Yeah. yeah. And you had two children before you became an actress. Is that true? Yes, that's right. <laughs> I had two children when I was 21 and 22. Oh, my word. Oh, I know. close together. Those are the days. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Long gone. And, um, Long time ago. And uh, so... You decided to take up acting after they were born, or did you want to do it prior? 
even did you ever think of acting? Oh no, I, I wanted to be I, I wanted to be an actress from the time I was about nine. I started working in uh, radio theater in Memphis mm-hmm. and the Little Theater and the Front Street Theater. And as I grew up in in high school, I was in I any time I could get in a play, I'd go and try out. And um, so I always had that dream. Um, I used to make a joke that. I realized right off the bat that I couldn't carry a tune and I was too awkward to be a dancer. So I'd, I'd be an actress because you didn't have to do anything. Oh, boy. <laughs> you didn't have to have any talent. <laughs> <laughs> you did, though. You were great. So, oh, yeah. Well, I know that's just the way I Yes. But, uh, but so, I was in plays. I did plays, you know, and I did community theater. And uh, sometimes I ended up making costumes rather than acting, but I always wanted to participate in the theatrical adventure, and I still do, so. Yes, and you have worked. I have your your list of everything you've done. Um, So when did you come to New York? Um, Well, I guess, uh, uh, let me think. Um, trying to um 1967 and that's when dark shadows just started right did you want to play i I had been it i'm sorry i've been in new york for two weeks when i got the part lucky duck i've been in new york for a long time and i did not get cast in anything yet still i was very lucky i was very lucky yes but they saw something in you you were perfect i did i did a summer uh a summer stock in lock haven Pennsylvania, and mm-hmm. I decided since I was so close to Manhattan that I would take the train into the city and uh, meet with someone who had offered to to be my agent. He was a young agent, agent who had just signed with a big agency, and he said, why don't you come in and uh, we'll see if we can get you some auditions. So it was, uh, it was fluky and lucky. Who did you audition um, with? Well, I auditioned with Jonathan Frid. You mean on camera? Right. I auditioned for Dan Curtis, who was the producer. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were looking for someone to play the witch. And I had always played, you know, being blonde-haired and blue-eyed. And I had always wanted to be the ingenue, you know, the princess. Right. The the heroine. (laughs) So I came in thinking I'd be reading for that. And instead, I found out I was for the part of a witch. A witch? So, who also yeah, had fangs yeah. sometimes. Because I was confused. Was she, I thought you were a witch because you did that voodoo thing on, on Barnabas. and But you also sometimes <laughs> were a vampire. You were a witch. Comp- about three years, yeah, about three years into the show, they decided to make me a vampire. Why I not? I <laughs> He was played by Humbert Estrado, and he uh, he turned me into a vampire's punishment for falling in love. Oh. Because I, witches are not supposed to fall in love. He fell in As love? As I remember it. You know, I don't remember it very well. <laughs> I can tell you. So that guy was a riot. I didn't know. If, so yeah. he was like a big cheese, but he wasn't the devil. And he would contact the dark lords and the dark arts. And I, just so funny. And he came along with you, and he was, like, bossing you around because nobody That's bossed right. you around. Yeah. And um, he wasn't on 
he came around and um, you worked with him. Also, all of a sudden in this thing, I, to I told Catherine, all of a sudden, here you are. You maybe had two scenes with this dude. And next thing you know, you're engaged to him. And it was so bizarre. You never saw Kath or with him. But you, you were always this adorable. How, you know, you were the perfect witch Dracula because you look so, you look like the perfect ingenue, a saint, an angel face. You know, you just had this face and these big eyes. Thank and you. This, you. You know, you really, and you, you rocked Angelique. You were great. Oh, thank you. And you're good acting. <laughs> a lot of really good actors worked on that show. And um, yeah, most of the actors were theater actors. Yeah, you know, they were they were not TV actors. And uh, we had challenging directors who insisted on strong, kind of slightly over the top performances that were deeply committed to the to the moment. Right. You know, we didn't play we didn't play it cynical and we didn't play it tongue in cheek and we didn't make fun of it or look down on it. It was played with complete conviction. I love and, that. Uh, yeah. And uh, we were directed that way. Also, you realize that the writers once they re once they saw your capacity, your abilities, they began to write for you. So th and then if the story wasn't getting a good rating, if people weren't watching it, they changed it pretty quickly. So sometimes it didn't make sense. It moved so fast. You know, most soap operas were around the kitchen table, one set, two housewives, you know, talking about Jean down the block. I mean, <laughs> fair. It With was the milkman. Never, yeah. Yeah, right. It was never, uh, I mean, it was a completely new thing to have any kind of supernatural. And it was cool. And, uh, People yeah. loved it. And, and of course it was, it was the times that we lived in, you know, we were, the Vietnam War was going on, but there was, a, you know, the women's movement mm -hmm. and uh, sexual, uh, what would you call it? Sexual uh, revolution. revolution. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Burn the bra. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And um, in the, and the drugs and the Beatles and... Uh, just so much was going on in terms of the culture, you know, hippies. And I mean, I think a lot of people watch Dark, Sh Dark Shadows because they woke up at four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> True. But I know people After who... some kind of trip. Yeah. <laughs> and like, oh, wow, man, did I get bit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, right. but um, right. when you see and it. And of course, the bite, it's, the bite itself is sexual. I mean, a lot of people didn't even realize why they were titillated or drawn to it or found it thrilling and exciting to see a vampire bite someone. But the sexual, the sexual overtones were very strong. Definitely. And uh, yeah, yeah, and it was seduction and and, uh, and uh, you know sexual intercourse really. So, did you get along uh, well with everybody? You know, we did. Um, you know, people always say, you know, dish the dirt, you know, who was who and what was what. The truth is that it's a very hard kind of show to do. You don't have very much rehearsal. You show up at eight in the morning and two or three run-throughs in the rehearsal room, then down on the floor with the cameras, who got a lot of time because they had to 
lenses. They had to find, figure out which were the shots. We had three cameras. But not very much rehearsal. We had to show up prepared, quickly learn the blocking, and suddenly we'd be shooting the episode. And consequently, there were bloopers and mistakes. And But we had... We we worked so hard to concentrate. There really wasn't time to fool around or have, you know, get irritated with someone or have a fight with someone. Right. Also, we were all very young. You know, we just uh, and it was it, it was heady stuff it being is. on the soap opera that, that you know that took off and we had such a great following and you know piles of fan mail. And you still get in, it today, this, Laura. Still get what? You still get the fan mail today. <laughs> yes, two or three two or three letters a week, not that much. But <laughs> but if there are new generations of people that are watching you. I go on some of these dark That's shadow true. sites. That's it's true. like thousands and thousands of people like me. I just found it three years ago. And, you know, people are finding it and absolutely love it. And they are like the most devoted fans I've ever seen, I have to say. Um, Catherine, they are devoted. Yes. Yeah, and we, you know, and online we have over over a hundred different clubs or groups, Facebook clubs or groups, which yes. is really amazing. Yeah. Yes, and huge membership, huge. Yeah, and um, and all ages, hard to believe. All, uh-huh. who'd have but thought you know, then? Was, you know, who would have thought? It was never. There was never a show like it. It was. Uh, it was. It was what. Unique is the word. It was unique. It um, it borrowed from the great horror classics, but you know, starting of course with Dracula and Frankenstein and oh, that Frankenstein and, uh, guy. Yeah, he came. On. <laughs> he yeah, was there. we had a Frankenstein story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The makeup man had to put stitch marks on his face. <laughs> he was a really together. cute, tall guy. I don't think he ever did another gig yeah. after that, but he was really great as the Frankenstein. And um, yeah. they, so you weren't there in the beginning. You came when it started in color, because for the first, I don't know how long, because it's every day. It's so. about six months. It started in, uh, I think, June, and I think I showed up in uh, December. Um, you know, I can't remember, but I think it had been about six months. And they decided to do, to go back in time which was really fun because we got to wear Josette. wonderful costumes and yes. hair pieces and, and, you know, act like we were in a Jane Austen movie. So. You all look great. And you, yeah, it, it was fun. And that's when they introduced you. You were like, oh, Josette, Josette. How many times have I heard Barnabas <laughs> utter Josette to my Josette? And mm-hmm. you were Josette's right. personal maid, right? Sorry? You were Josette's personal maid. Yes, I was her maid. Yes. And Very humiliating, but true. Yes. I was her maid. And the creepy... But, but what? But I had had an... Barnabas had seduced me in Martinique, where we both lived. Yes. And abandoned me for her. I when t- he decided to marry, you know, someone other than a servant girl. And someone who's he already given marry. it up, you know. <laughs> Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Who cares about her anymore? But what he didn't realize was that she had powers that um, could make him pretty miserable. <laughs> so it was a great triangle because it was the two, you know, the 
two sides of the, of the female character and and a vampire. <laughs> so they, you know, the the concepts played around with each other very, very well. It did, and did I you enjoyed it? Did you hit it off with Jonathan right away? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, he seems like such a doll. Every, I mean, Catherine, David, they they loved him. They said he was such a wonderful guy. He was, and he was a very interesting, you know, full actor. He was uh, he was a Shakespearean actor. You know, mm-hmm. He studied in at Rada in in London or wherever it is in England, and he, you know, he he had a hard time with lines. You know, he'd say that one time he was doing Richard the Third, and he forgot his lines, so he started doing lines from Henry the Fourth or something. I bet nobody noticed. <laughs> because, <laughs> but he, but we had a teleprompter. You know, we had a little mm-hmm. moving, moving sign right beside the camera lens, and there was a person in the studio that ran the heli- the, the the teleprompter, and. The words were there, so if you wanted to see your lines, you can look over. And most of the time, it was in the right place. Not always. But you guys did well. <laughs> I I think most we of you. We did well. We did well. Yeah. You could never tell that. I one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen was with that guy who turned you into a vampire. He was doing like a black arts thing and throwing things uh-huh. into a fireplace that went up, and all of a sudden, you see like stagehand and this guy shut you know goes well he doesn't know what to do so he runs across the fireplace gets to the other end and uh-huh. this guy didn't miss a beat that's a professional man he and i'm dying yeah. but he did not yeah, miss we had a, a few stagehands <laughs> we had a few stagehands get caught by the camera yeah, it was so funny yeah but i have to say you know i was Oh, Angelique's mean. But then when I learned the backstory about how he seduced you, telling you he loved you and all that other stuff. and uh-huh. All that other stuff. Right. right. <laughs> and he, he just wasn't really nice to you. And, you know, he just used you basically for sex. And I don't blame uh-huh. you for being mad at him. You know, I said, that's, yeah. that's really, that's you right. know, a little piggy, Barnabas. <laughs> You know, that's not really nice. And so I don't blame you for getting mad at him. Yeah. And of you- course, and when I wrote, when I wrote, the, I wrote four Dark Shadows novels. When I wrote the first one, Angelique's Descent, I got to tell that whole story, which was never in the show of their romance in Martinique. Well, I knew that they and, had a one-night uh, stand, pretty much, but I didn't know they had a full-fledged romance. Well, I decided to make it a full. Oh, story. good. I was the author of the novel. <laughs> True. Well, I'm going to make it any way I, I want to. Make it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he definitely convinced her. She was pretty innocent, and he led her on, and he told her he wanted to marry her. Anyhow, it's. Uh, I think it works well. I, I'm. I, I really like that book, and so do the fans because. Oh God, they gets want to fill in. It, it gets to fill in all the, you know, the questions, moments. Not just like that you never got to see. you're some fiend. You know what I mean? There is a backstory to what happened mm-hmm. and why. But you just follow mm-hmm. him through the centuries and you're in love with him, right? You are in love with oh, him. Very much in love with him, yeah. And your Very maniacal much. laughs, I asked David, <laughs> you got to do them. David got to do, I'm the one who had to do the maniacal laughs because David wouldn't do one for me. And so I did his because in the beginning he was just 
a ghost and dreary and he go oh whoa and then I asked about um Catherine and she she was Josette she was the waitress she was she wasn't the bad guy so she didn't have to do maniacal laughs but you they find they would put you there and you're in your your thing which sort of reminded me of bewitched and you do a maniacal laugh did they tape one maniacal laugh or did you always have to do another maniacal laugh if there was a laugh on the show that day i went into the what's called a sound booth <laughs> and and they they taped a laugh and they were never happy with it they wanted they it said, more you maniacal know, you've got to work on your laugh it's it, you know it's strange one of the things that the fans love the most the directors love the, the least you know they say laura can't you make it more realistic can't you can't you make it? Oh dear! Can't you make it so that it's uh, you know more fun? Uh, it's just um, but and I you but, know I push it and push it and push it. And I go, <laughs> and they say, <laughs> "You were wonderful. You know, they, it was the best." I know it's 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 a strange thing though because I always was desperate to try to improve it and try to make the directors happier. Well, I think they were wrong because I think you did a one, you know, you're not supposed to do a funny maniacal laugh. We're taking this for real. You're supposed right. to do like, a, you know, I, I, ha look what I did. You were fabulous. I love that laugh. And I couldn't believe that David said that you had to do the laugh every time. I said, wow, she rules. She must That's have had right. a sore throat yeah. with some of those maniacal laughs uh-huh. going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is this cute scene with you in this that you marry. I don't know if you guys get married, but you get into the house. It's more modern times, and your big blue eyes, and you're wearing a black wig. I laughed my head off. It was like Serena, Samantha, I dream of Jeannie, Jeannie's sister, <laughs> and you were yeah. Angelique, and a new character. Right, and you had this bl- black wig on, and you're just smiling with these. And Roger's so in love with you, him, and you're like got headaches all the time. <laughs> I have a headache. I'm sorry, Roger. You're going to come into my room, but it was hysterical when I saw you in that black wig. I just laughed my head off. I said, mm-hmm. "That is so bewitched." Really? Yeah, you were so That's cute, Cassandra. Yeah. Yes, Cassandra. It's a part of Cassandra. Yeah, I was fun. You were a riot. It was so cute. I loved that part. I mean, I just, I, I just laughed, and you were just Raja. He's a riot. That that actor. I thought he was so funny. Um, right. Yes, he was a riot. And, um, it's so funny to see that. Did you get in the magazines like the guys did? Because I know the little boy, David, and all the handsome devils men get into the magazines like Tiger Beat. Barnabas, Jonathan Fritt, I don't know how old he was, but he became like the sex symbol. And he went into uh-huh. like Tiger Beat and 16 magazines. And what about you guys? Did the women get into any of these things? Well, I think some articles were written about us. I think some people came to my apartment and took some photographs. Um, the show was extremely popular. Uh, you know, it was almost five years, four and a half years. And it reached a point where everywhere I went, I was recognized. Uh, if I was on the subway platform and the kids got out of school and they 
saw me, they would scream and run to the other end of the platform because they were so terrified of me. Oh, no. I also got, oh, my God. I also got uh, hate mail. You know, people, people tend to, a lot of people tend to believe the characters they see are real. Every day, and, especially uh, they, because they watch them yeah. every day and they're sitting and they around. actually get to know. Yeah, they get to know your character better than you know yourself because they're watching you. And I had phone calls at the studio saying, you know, stop torturing Barnabas or we'll bomb the studio. Or oh, we'll, my God. You know, somebody's going to stick a knife in your back when you're not looking. Of course, I didn't. I was too young and inexperienced to pay much attention. But now I realize it was because we had a huge, really, at, at one time, a huge following and um but they believed it and so did anyone because i know some um villains who were in soap operas when uh susan lucci before she became the beloved susan lucci she was just nasty and the nastier characters you know people come up to them and say you're nasty and uh, i don't know they spit or they just yell at you and they do it's like come on you guys <laughs> you know i was <laughs> How do they not know that this is acting? You know what? There are no vampires. There are no werewolves. There are no... Don't they get it? I don't get well, yeah, that. A vampire, a vampire is an interesting character. I mean, you think to yourself, why is you know why would anybody be thrilled or excited or fascinated by the idea of a vampire? I mean, it's so silly. I mean, it, first of all, it's an invention of fiction, you know, it couldn't possibly be, although there are some cultures, Yugoslavia, that mm -hmm. do believe it. But but when you think about um, the the essence of the character is when you think about how you feel about dead things, how you you don't want to touch anything. And it's like a dead bug, you know, go, or you don't want to touch it, get it out of the way, you know. But we all want very much to live forever. We want to be immortal. And life everlasting combined with something that's dead. It has a kind of push-pull to it, you know? It has a... Uh, Repulsion um, yet drawn to it. Yeah, I mean, you know, tension, an artistic tension. So you're very, very drawn to a character that is someone who's immortal because, you know, it's like the, that's why we have religions, right? So we can all die and go to some kind of heaven and live forever. And... At the same time, you know, a corpse, something that should be in a, in a casket and be decaying and, and, you know, be 200 years old, would be disgusting. So you put those two ideas together and you get something the mind can't quite grapple with. And uh, that's, I think that's one of the fascinations. And the housewives wrote to him, Jonathan Fred, and said, I want you to bite me. Please bite me. You know, why would you want someone to bite you? I mean, it's it's ridiculous, but it's true. We got he got a lot of letters. You know, people not offering to sleep with him, just wanting him to bite, bite them, them and make them immortal. <laughs> and I think they thought they'd turn into you and look look like you. I don't know what they thought. That's you know, so but funny. I, you know, I, I have been, I went on the Carson show three times, and one of the times I took my teeth. <laughs> we, had, we had teeth that were fitted, you know, by an actual dentist. It was actual bridge with, <laughs> with real teeth over our eye teeth. So that when you put it in your mouth, it looked, it really looked real. 
and I bit Johnny Carson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he enjoyed every minute of it. <laughs> he didn't know. He didn't know what was happening. I whispered in his ear. I said, turn your back to the camera, and he did. And then the, the camera was on. We were embracing, and the camera was on me. And I just, you know, I had my teeth in, and I leaned back, and it, they got a great shot, and then I sunk them into his neck. That and he fun. he spun around three times and did a prat ball. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was you know it's a wonderful moment. I don't know why they don't play it again. <laughs> I would love to see that. Maybe YouTube yeah. has it. Maybe if you you look it up on YouTube. But um, yeah. and you were on three times with Johnny Carson, and you, it, Barnabas was mean to you. I didn't really get this whole obsession with Josetta, Josetta, Josetta. <laughs> and I loved um, uh, the one who was in Night of Iguana, Julia. I loved her, Grayson Hall. Oh, yeah, she was marvelous. She was a, you know, she, she would give the younger actresses advice and lessons because she'd been in quite a few films. She had, you know, a, um, an interesting career, right. and we were all, of course, and Joan Bennett did too. But Joan Bennett was not; she didn't sit around with the younger actresses and tell them what to do like Grayson did. Grayson was kind of—I always said she was kind of her style was the dark shadow style. You know, it was a little bit over the top and uh, overplayed, and it's and and you're just borderline funny you know it's campy well some of it made me laugh especially when she became the, yeah, gypsy, right. the gypsy lady that was a riot right yeah <laughs> and then yeah, we were we were fortunate to have a, a, a very very interesting cast of actors did you work with them um, kate several times. kate jackson kate, well yeah, kate jackson she came on at the end yeah um and then of course she went on to bigger and better things <laughs> yeah she kind of zoomed um you know what makes me so you're hundreds of years you're going after Barnabas you're going after Barnabas you're going after Barnabas all of a sudden you meet David Selby Quentin and so you say mm -hmm. to Barnabas I will get rid of your curse if you get me David Selby <laughs> so it's like you see this hunk is after, that what I did yes hundreds of years it made me laugh and all of a sudden David Selby comes around and you're like me, um, and you know, you go to Barnabas and and say, "I will free you, but you have to give me to him." And uh, he wouldn't do that. But it was so mm -hmm. funny. It's like all these years, all this obsession, and you just catch one eye. You know, you're checking him out, and it's like, "See ya, Barnabas. You are out of here." But it it it's an interesting thing. Um, David said uh, Joan Bennett kind of took him under her wing. Um, mm -hmm. well, I can see why <laughs> you know, it was a cutie and, um, there were so many. Just... Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. And she was quite an elegant lady and she had a wonderful life. Oh my goodness. She yeah. sure did. Yeah. She and her sister, you know, they were, the their Bennett's. father was in the theater. Yes. He, he didn't want them to do movies. He wanted them to do theater, you know, so they were up against him from the very beginning, which so, so photogenic. Oh my God, they were uh, both beautiful. Yeah. When Joan went beautiful, with yeah. black hair, darker hair, that's uh -huh. when her, her, oh, I know. her star ascended. But um, I was talking to David. I said, did she ever talk to you about the time her husband, Walter Wanger, shot her, her 
her uh, her paramour. They cut. He got caught them together. Oh, yes. oh she. Yeah, she had one. You know, she one of those Hollywood stories. Who knows how much of it was true? Oh, a but, lot of it was true. And he hit the groin, and he did not get blacklisted. He became even more popular, and Joan got blacklisted a bit for that. Oh, I didn't realize she got black. Yeah, she didn't really? get as many films. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh well. Not- so, so you know, playing around. <laughs> yes, but the guy shot the other guy, and he just becomes like the big cheeseburger deluxe with more work. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like good for you. You shot him, and now you're going to work. So, when where are your daughters when you're doing Dark Shadows? Are they in New York with you guys? Where am I? What your daughters when you were filming Dark Shadows? Well, I had two sons. Oh, two sons. I'm sorry. Oh, that's all right. Uh, they were, yes, we, my husband and my two children, we all lived in New York on uh, 319 West 14th Street. They went to um, PS41 um, in Greenwich Village, and uh, we had a, you know, a little apartment on 14th Street the whole time that uh, I was doing Dark Shadows. And then I went to... Um, I got cast in a film called uh, Save the Tiger with Jack Lemmon. I know that movie, yes. Yeah, and I came out to California and uh, thought, oh, it looks like I'm going to be a big movie star. Of course, Dark Shadows had gone off the air. I would never have left it. And uh, it just turned out that the best part I ever got was Angelique. I mean, I worked a lot, did a lot of TV. You were the Incredible Hulk's wife who died. But I have to ask you about um, Race with the Devil. I had never seen it before. I moved to New York when I was 20. And on Channel 11, they had, I think, a four o'clock movie. And they used to play this all the time. So I watched it once. And Mm -hmm. oh, my God, it scared me. And the whole premise scared me. Two couples going together in some stinking RV. (laughs) You get along with Loretta Swit, Peter Fonda, and um, Warren Oates. And so you got, and your doggy, the cute little wolf wolf. And so you guys are, I don't know, you're doing it for your husbands. They want to take their motorcycles out and being groovy or whatever. Well, yeah, that was always Peter Fonda's thing. He wanted to be able to ride. Did you like him? So they they put that in the movie for him. Oh, yes, I liked him tremendously, of course. You guys got along great. He seems like he was really cool. Well, yeah, you know, I was, uh, he was pretty famous and I was nobody. However, I did go to school with Jane. So, um, did you know her? Yes, we were sort of, sort of roommates. There were like, I guess, six or eight of us in this, the end of one hall um, in Jocelyn Hall at Vassar. But, um, and he didn't, I mean, he, he didn't have any idea that I knew his sister. So it was, it was a secret I kept from him, <laughs> but, um, but he was okay. He wasn't like, I'm a star. More notes also. Um, uh, you know, it was a, she was on MASH. She was a pretty big deal. Was she on MASH and, at uh, that time? Yeah. Well, yeah. She was. To me, it was like, who doesn't belong in this picture? And it was Loretta Swit to me. I just didn't, I don't know. I mean, 
And does that sound like a dream vacation, really? Going with another couple in a crappy RV. I mean, now they're like really state of the art. And I'm like, you poor kid, you're going on this. You witness a a sacrifice, you guys, and then they see you, and you are literally uh, in a race with the devil. And, of course, um, you own a little adorable dog, and I see the mm-hmm. dog, and I go, "Oh no, they're going to kill it, of course." And so you, you're out there looking for no. your doggy, and there he is, hung outside that horrible well, RV. The, <laughs> the dog, the dog was um, came with a handler, mm-hmm. which is would, would supply you know surprise most people. I mean, we had one makeup person, one hair person, and the dog had one whole person to itself. <laughs> a lucky and dog. A little, um, it was a little um, Shih Tzu, and uh, but the dog that they hung on the door, the dog that was supposed to be dead, was another dog because they would never have sedated and and hung by ah. its neck. This darling little Shih Tzu that had its own handler that was a very expensive little dog, but uh, cute. <laughs> cute. But the other dog. one did live, right? The other one lived. Oh no, it, they didn't kill it, but they did sedate it. And Let's kind of hope it wasn't it brain damaged from being hung and thought it was a cat I or something. I don't think it was. <laughs> but the you know the the cruelty was what they did to the snakes. I don't remember the they, snake uh, stuff. Yeah, then you didn't see the movie. Of course, I you did. You would never forget those. <laughs> you would never forget those snakes. The scene with the snakes went on for ten minutes too. Four rattlesnakes in the cabinet. And oh yes, Ponda yes, opened yes. The yes. cabinet door. They they came flying out at him, and um, Loretta Swit. You know, some people have a tremendous fear of snakes. She would not get on. She wouldn't even co- go to work that day. So um, they uh, they they took the snakes, and the first thing they did was milk them, which means they. T- Hooked their fang Ew. over a glass and pressed and pressed the glands down in order to milk the poison out. E. Then, then they pulled the teeth <gasps> of the poor snakes. See, they would never let them do this today, right? Thank goodness. Animals. And third, they sewed up their mouths so that oh. there was just an opening, just an opening for that tongue to come out. And. I knew that there was no way in the world those snakes could hurt me because I watched this whole procedure. Yes. And uh, so, you know, then we did this scene with the snakes. And, uh, you know, one of my favorite moments was when the director said, Honey, honey, can you get the rattle and the the head of the snake both in your close-up while you're screaming? (laughs) (laughs) So that's how we got that sh- that shot of me screaming my head off. Yes, I remember I'm the snakes. the tail and the head, and the rattles going like crazy, and the head's moving around with the tongue coming out, and I'm screaming. Um, and then Peter Fonda had to kill the snakes, and by the time we got to his scene, he he, he he's trying to stab them with a ski ball. <laughs> the snakes were so tired of coiling and striking that they couldn't get them to do anything. We had to quit for the day and come back the next day when they'd livened up a little bit. Poor snakes. But, um, oh, that's a horrible Yeah, tale. poor snakes. Well, you know, now I'm yeah, glad that they can't do that anymore because they really did some no, they horrible things. Yeah. And, it, you know, they didn't ask to be movie stars. <laughs> you know, 
It's like a little kid. They I didn't know. have to be a movie star. And so they got what to go in there and be tortured. We were in San Antonio. It was fun. It was fun. They didn't, you did. How long did it take to film that? About six weeks. And I get a lot of stunts. Yes. You know, a lot of stunts. And I have. And uh, go on. One of the interesting things about movies like that is when you see um, a truck um, roll down a hill, and then uh, then you see it catch on fire, and then you see another truck that can drive on two wheels instead of four, and then you see a truck that can um, do a, a somersault. Those are all different stuntmen. So those are all different stunts, but you just think it's the same truck because they cut it together. So it took, you know, days and days and days just to film those chases. And then we had to come back and uh, we had to pretend that we were being thrown around by yes. throwing ourselves around and screaming. <laughs> that must be a riot. <laughs> Very Star Trek. It was, it, William Shatner. Yeah. Oh, toss, yeah. turn, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But you did. Yep. I love it. No, it scared me. And I'm not going to give a spoiler. The ending was just like, you know, I've seen it once. I saw it again. And I'm thinking I'm going to watch it again because it's been so long. But, man, that ending. Oh, I'm not telling you The Ring you guys, of Fire? That's so Johnny Cash. What? Yes. The Ring of Fire. Ring of Fire, yeah. Yes, that was terrifying. And I... I liked that movie a lot. I really did. It was very frightening to me. Uh, the you know these devil worshiping creeps. Supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah. It was very good. And then so you went to California, and you did Night of Dark Shadows, and you played Angelique mm -hmm. Collins. Mm hmm. So were well, you a witch still? Night of Dark Shadows was uh, was filmed in in Terrytown in New York in, in New York. Uh-huh. It wasn't filmed in California. Yes. But why were you Angelique Collins? Were you a good guy in this movie? No, I was a witch. I was actually the ghost of a witch. Mm. I was a ghost. Yeah. I was a ghost. Yeah, because you know they play these on TCM, Turner Classic Movies, quite often. Uh -huh. The Dark Shadows movies. Yes. Mm -hmm. so you're... Well, there were two. Yes. The first one was House of Dark Shadows, and that's the one Jonathan, Fred, and Catherine Scott were in. And then the second was Night of Dark Shadows, and that's the one that David Selby and Kate Jackson were in. And that's the one that I got to uh, be hung from a tree. And uh... <laughs> So charming. Yes. I played a ghost, yes. And you were in co And they were both, you know... The, yeah, filmed in uh, upstate New York. You did Save the Tiger, Inside Medical Center, My Darling Daughter's Anniversary. Did oh, you, my. you were in Airport 1975. Mm -hmm. I talked to a woman, uh, an Asian woman, who was also a stewardess. I can't think of her name. She just wrote a book. Um... But she was there, and there was Eric Estrada, Mr. Teeth, and <laughs> all these stars. And mm -hmm. did you talk to Karen Black 
this woman was so um, enamored of Karen's acting talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I didn't talk to her. <laughs> um, there were a lot of people on the plane. And, oh my God! Uh, one of the, one of the really interesting things, you know, it's the, I always find the most interesting stories are what's really going on. Mm-hmm. And what was really going on in the airplane was they decided instead of casting the entire group of passengers several, maybe over a hundred passengers in this big airplane. They built it. They had the airplane was built on the set um, to cast actors. So they held auditions and everybody that was a passenger was an actor rather than an extra. So, you know, someone who had studied acting, gone to acting class. (laughs) So they knew um, how to do all those roles and pretending that you know, well, the thing, no, no, my point is when they decided, they said, you know, okay, now you're going to feel the crate, the, the plane is going to, whatever it did, it ran into something or something ran into it. Dana, hear Andrews, the sound, the Dana Andrews has a heart yeah. attack and crashes into the cockpit. Well, whatever happened. <laughs> That's what happened. Jar. There's, there's a jar, a, a huge jar, which of course you just do that with a camera. And then you think that the plane is going to crash. And so here are all these, you know, all of these actors listening to the director. Then you think the plane is going to crash. And, you know, you react the way you would act if you were on a plane that was going to crash. And so then he said, okay, then, and so then they said, you know, quiet for camera, sound. And he goes, action. And all of these people who were trained actors, became hysterical and started climbing over each other and throttling each other and racing up and down the aisles and, you know, acting up a storm. I've never seen anything. I just stood there with my mouth hanging open. Hams. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Hams, hams, Right? <laughs> on and on and on and on they went. Yeah. Did they use it or did they cut those parts? Very little of it. Yeah. Very the other girls that were playing stewardesses, we all decided that we'd have a we'd we'd have a bet and see which of us got on camera the least. So most of the time we were turning our backs because it was so silly. You know, we were there for weeks and weeks and weeks doing nothing but hanging out in the inside this fake airplane waiting for them to come and shoot some kind of scene. But she was wonderful. I mean, I was very amazed by her performance. People make fun of that performance sometimes. I think that's why mm-hmm. they did the movie uh, Airplane, you know, just to kind of take a riff on them. Because there became all sorts. It was the first mm-hmm. airplane mm-hmm. in 1970. Then yours, mm-hmm. which also was star-studded. I believe Gloria Swanson was in it. Um I'm trying to think of who else. Well, Lin- the, Lin- the, Linda Blair. The takeoff, wasn't the, the takeoff with Leslie Nielsen? Yes. Am I wrong? He and um, yeah. Cliff Have Robertson. You ever interviewed him? Yes. And June Cleaver was in it oh, as well. Go. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you guys were great. You know, it's not easy to have to pretend that kind of stuff, but it's a riot that the extras are so, uh, here I am, you know, it's actors. What do you want? That's what they're doing. Um, did Eric Estrada flirt with you, or did you ever see him? 
Oh, no. I, uh, it was a very large cast. And there were Hare, Hare Krishnas, you know, dressed in yellow, yellow yes. and orange. They were part of the hysterical passengers that when the director said action, and they all had to pretend they thought they were dying. So they began chanting and walking up and down the aisle. Truly? Uh, I don't remember the hair. I have to watch that again. Because I just well, laughed. Well, not very much of it got on in the movie, you know, so. Yeah, I know. It's like so much. But I remember Helen Ruddy played a nun. And um, she was singing to Linda Blair, who was going for a liver transplant after, you know, she had mm-hmm. been exercised from The Exorcist. And she sang a really stupid <laughs> song to Linda Blair. <laughs> Remember Gloria Swanson, and like Miss Movie Star, but they're fun movies, you know. They're just fun to watch because, you know. And then of course, here comes Charlton Heston. Did you ever see him? Uh, yes, I saw him. I saw him, yeah. But uh, there wasn't a lot of mingling among the the troops and the stars. No, the stars are always uh, the stars. I'm looking at everything you did. You were Mm. Kelly in that. You were in SWAT. You were in Kolchak, the Night Stalker. Rockard Falls. So you continuously worked. Um, The Chadwick family. Well, was that a horror movie? Or was that like a... It was a family movie. A family movie. I think it was a family movie. You did The Fall Guy, Galactica, Hagen, Mrs. Columbo, um, with Kate, what's her name, Mulgrew, who started on Ryan's Hope, uh, mm-hmm. Hawaii Five-O, you got to go to Hawaii, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Once that, was, that was very cool. <laughs> I would love that kind of gig. The Solitary yeah. Man. The Lazarus Syndrome, Sword of Justice, again, The Lazarus Syndrome, Quincy, didn't they have the hots for you on that? And then Beretta with Robert, what's his face? You were Trudy, I love that name. You worked Mm -hmm. Switched, did you like Robert Wagner? Or did you deal with him? Uh, Yes, I did, I actually did get to know him slightly, because I did the show, I did three switches, and, uh, my grandfather came and watched the, us filming one day, and uh, they had a stunt guy that had to roll down the stairs from the top of the stairs to the bottom of the stairs. And my grandfather was a lawyer, said, what a way to make a living. He couldn't believe it. <laughs> but Robert Wagner came over to him and said, you know, when you watch this show, none of these people will be in it. And he meant the whole crew, you know. Right. He was very, uh, very friendly and and and. My grandfather, of course, was not too impressed, but <laughs> of course, not. Uh, yeah. But it was fun having him on the set. Yeah, I um, you did, I did uh, a lot of great stuff. I had a good time with him. The Incredible mm-hmm. Hulk. You were only in one episode, right? Is that why he kind of went mad because you died? Supposedly, right? Uh, no, I was just in the opening. Right, I was never in. I don't think I was in an, in an episode. Hmm. It was a very small part. You very did. small part. I love your name. Wanda. I love the name Wanda. It just makes me laugh for some reason. Washington Behind Closed Doors. You were Wanda Elliott. 
um, the job interview, theater fantastic, Dr. Mabuse, mm. Dark Shadows. Now, I asked both Catherine and David what they thought about doing that movie. What did you think? Uh, oh, you mean the movie with Johnny Depp? Johnny Depp? Mm-hmm. Oh, it was a disappointment. I mean, they took us all the way to England, and uh, we never got a. We didn't have any kind of a scene. We didn't have any lines. We were prepared for a little more that right. happened. And you know, it, it was Jonathan like a was, farce. It was like a farce kind yeah. of show, and I thought it stunk up the wazoo. And both your coworkers were not happy with it either. Oh, you mean the movie itself? Right. Well, the movie, they took, you know, they it had a different tone from our show. Our show was more serious. Yeah, it was farcical. They and, did it as um, a farce. It, yeah. Yeah, they did it. Um, it was like a takeoff. Right. It was, they, it was, they played it for humor. Exactly. And the, uh, but that was, to me, that was not the saddest part. The saddest part was, I don't really think the movie had a story. And by a story, I mean, you know, jeopardy and suspense and right. and getting caught up in what's going to happen next and what's at stake. It was just a series of set pieces, which were marvelous. I mean, unbelievable filmmaking. Tim Burton. But, yeah, and he's, you know, he's so talented. But the truth is that it, I think it was a missed opportunity. I think if they had done something that had been closer to our show, they might have had, I mean, they could have had, it could have been Pirates of the Caribbean all over again. Could have had 10 movies. Right. Because there's so many stories. Yeah, they, but I instead, just, you know, hmm, yeah, it was you. more like a satire. I yeah, didn't like it at all. It was like a, like a farce. I didn't mind it. I mean, I, I didn't like the way they treated you guys, that you didn't even get to speak and that you're just sort of like coming in. Well, and... you know, you have to you have to realize that Jonathan was getting more feeble and he had a hard time. And when they saw that, they just decided not to make, you know, not to risk um, pressuring him or pushing him into doing any more than just walking in the door. But it was, you know, it was... It was a mixture. It was very exciting. It was a big thrill. And at the same time, we were all a little bit disappointed that we didn't have more to do. How old was Jonathan? But when you think about At that time. When you think about a um, a television show, someone of Tim Burton's uh, level uh, deciding to do a movie, a statue, uh, you know, I think it was a it was a very strong compliment to Dark Shadows that he chose to do that. So you know, I was I was pleased by that. How it long was, did um, you guys stay in England? Just three or four days. And um, how old was Jonathan when when that came out? You know, I don't know because he was older in Dark Shadows. He was in his forties. Yeah, he was older. Uh huh. So he must have been in his seventies, huh? So he was just not really, really with it at that point. He was with it, but he was, he, he, he was, he was a little bit, oh, it was just hard for him. He was sort of weak, you know, not really able to, to carry the whole thing off. Right. Um, but 
They oh, uh, they had a know, lot of lines for him prior to that. No, no, you know I don't know what they had planned for us because we came to the set and and I you know one of us said what are we supposed to be playing? Are we supposed to be you know doing our characters? And Tim Burton said no, you're just you're just guests. You're just guests at the um, at the party, which was fabulous. Yes. So you guys did that. Jonathan did that. And I I was disappointed. Um, I didn't watch it until after I'd watched Dark Shadows. And I just thought you guys got a raw deal. I just did. I thought you guys are so great. And, you know, you do all this stuff. Did, is it true that you went back to teaching, too? Uh, yes. I um. Oh, gosh. I'm so sorry. Okay. I can't get this person to stop calling. I don't know how to make him stop calling. Tell him I said um, shut up. <laughs> um, after I wrote the first novel, I decided to go back to school and get my master's in creative writing because I wanted to take it seriously. Mm-hmm. Didn't it do well, though, and your first I, book? It, it, that was your explaining... Angelique and her background, right? Yes, Angelique's Descent, it's called. Um, And uh, after I got my master's, and I was not auditioning much, I wasn't working much, I decided to do something which I'd really always wanted to do, which was teach. So I I taught, uh, I went to, I taught remedial English at Santa Monica City College. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, for about on and off for about six years. Did you like it? Oh yeah, <laughs> it was a great experience. I mean, it's uh, it was it was I had a good position because I taught kids that hadn't passed the you know the English exam that you're forced to take when you first start college mm-hmm. because they hadn't gotten a good background in high school and. I basically taught them how to write an essay and how to, you know, how to get, how to, how to handle the college experience. And And a lot uh, of times, uh, a lot of times, Laura, they just graduated people and they literally could not read. They just want to get them out of there. I know. I mean, and and, and, and I had a lot of uh, students who were, who were Latina Mm -hmm. and uh, they, uh, spoke two languages, you know, at home they spoke Spanish. So it was, um, it was very difficult for them, but they wanted to go to college. They wanted to have, you know, successful lives. And, uh, so, you know, it was, um, I, I did quite enjoy it. I wish that I had been able to do it. I wish that I had started it earlier in my life. So I could have done more. Um, but I did end up writing three more books. So there was a, conflict between teaching which is all consuming you don't get to do anything else it's except lesson plans and correct papers no one realizes how hard it is to teach english unless yeah. they do it and uh and then to, to also to also write my own books i just couldn't do both but how long does it so, take you to write a book how long does it take me to write a book well 
<laughs> I'm not a very disciplined person. <laughs> I think if I were, it would be different. But I, each book took me two or three years to get. And then, of course, the whole publishing process is another year and a half. So once they get the, the final manuscript, you don't see the book until, as I said, it's a, at least a year and a half. Well, that's amazing to out. me, you know, because I have a lot of authors who come on this show. And, right. um, you know, for you, did you ever think of writing a, a memoir? Well, I have written a few short stories. And they're based on experiences from my own life. Right. No, I don't think of memoirs in in the future, in my future. I'm not that interested in writing about myself. Yeah. But I, I mean, think... I had an exciting life, but I, I just don't, it, it doesn't interest me. Do you, you don't know? want to go back to it and just kind of go, okay, chapter no, one, just, chapter it, it two, doesn't... chapter three. It just doesn't, you know, and then I met so-and-so and then I knew so, you know, it doesn't interest me. But on the other hand, I've had a lot of experiences that I've fictionalized and made into stories. Cool. And I think I think once you start writing, you realize how that's really what authors do. They use so much of their own lives in the in the fiction they write. So. Um, and all the books did well, right? All the books did mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. The Dark Shadows books very well. Yes, I'm very fortunate. Yeah. They love you guys. You did the Halloween thing, right? Uh, this Halloween, yes. yes. We did a, one of those uh, Zoom things. So it was you. It was David. I know David did it. I know. I'm sure Catherine did it. If not, she set it up because Catherine's really, you know, gung how to do that stuff. And who else? I didn't get to see it because I'm up uh, at four you know, o'clock in the, the morning, uh, and I. I was the like, most <sighs> exciting thing was that David Hennessy, whom we had not seen since he was a little boy, uh, he was there. Uh, he was there, and what a class act he was! And he was uh, he was absolutely wonderful. He's grown That's... into a very interesting, successful guy. Good for him. Panama. Yes, I read Santa. that. And uh, he has several restaurants. Yeah. But uh, was that the first you know, time you had seen him in a long thing. time? I had never seen him since we wow. the show went off the air. Wow. Since he was a little boy. Yeah, since he was a little boy. But he was a darling, so, uh, huh? I gosh, I wish uh-huh. I saw that. I wonder if I could go back and watch that. Yeah. Um, but you know, those things are not professionally produced and. No one really knows what's happening, those Zoom things. I'm not sure it's a good idea. Okay. But <laughs> Were you descended from royalty? No. It says something. No, but I have here. I I have a I have, my great great grandfather was a Supreme Court justice. That's huge. Yeah. And his name was uh, he had a wonderful name. Lucius Quintus Cincinnatus Lamar. Oh my God, was he and, made uh, to be a judge or in politics? That's like. Well, he was a judge, and he was a. He became a. He was became a. President Garfield made him a Supreme Court justice. Wow. And he was. Um, he was featured in the Kennedy's profiles in Courage. The wow. Book that, 
I know what that Robert is. Kennedy, yeah. not Robert. Um, JFK. President Kennedy. Yeah. JFK wrote when he was in college called Profiles of Courage. And he was, L.Q.C. Lamar was one of the chapters in that book. He was a, a statesman, a very, you know, a colorful guy, very, that's, he's also, I had an uncle, General Longstreet, who was, who fought at Gettysburg in the Civil War. Uh, so I had I have some outstanding ancestors. <laughs> and certainly you. not royalties. <laughs> yeah, but that's so funny that you were just yeah. It's like I was looking up stuff on you, and it said, "Did you know that she was descended from royalty?" So I had to ask you. Well, because I you said know, I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you, it's, you don't have much control over that. <laughs> I know people will write whatever, but at least it's good stuff. And when people run into I know. you, I mean, people... I've been very fortunate, you know, that I don't have hateful things. I don't think if I have, if they have been written, I haven't seen them. So No, and people love you. You know, you're like a, mm-hmm. a numero uno. You know, the, one of the, this dog keeps biting me. Hello, little wolf wolf. Um, one 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 kind of hateful thing was said about me was the uh, at the uh, the dark when the dark shadows movie came out and we had the uh, opening and of course the red carpet and um I couldn't find a dress and I I love to sew I'm a really good seamstress mm-hmm. so I made my dress and then I somebody wrote you know. Laura Parker is broke. She has no money. She couldn't even buy a dress for the red carpet. Well, who wrote she that? She had to make it. A gossip column? Oh, I don't know. Or a human, just a regular no, no. person looking I don't at know. you? I don't know, but I just thought, oh, how funny. You know, they're trying to to say something mean. <laughs> people, um, whereas, people love to be mean Whereas sometimes. it wasn't true at all. I mean, it was just that I wanted to make something, so... Well, I saw pictures of you and Catherine, and was Michelle Pfeiffer in the picture with you as well? And you guys look gorgeous. And I didn't look at your dress mm. and say, oh, my God, she must be poor. So <laughs> I can't even imagine. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's a riot. I mean, people are horrible. It was very exciting. It was very exciting. I was giddy. I couldn't believe it. when we, I saw the cameras and all the lights you know, we got out of the car and walked the red carpet. Well, you looked dazzling, was, all of you that I saw in the red carpet. It was fun. It was fun. I was, I was laughing hysterically. I was just, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> it was thrilling. But isn't it kind of thrilling? Because David, sometimes, I'm not talking bad about you, David. You know how much I love you. But David, sometimes, you know, is like I'm more than dark shadows. I've talked to David a few times on this show, and we've discussed his other stuff. But you know, I think it's pretty damn impressive that new generations are finding you, and you have such a fan base, such a loyal fan base, um, mm-hmm. that it's pretty amazing. And I, I said, you know, mm-hmm. you. All right, you didn't win an Academy Award, but a lot of people who won Academy Awards will never be remembered, and you're going to be remembered forever because people love this show and they keep I know. hooking up to it. It doesn't seem to go away. I know it never does. It's got that, 
staying quality because it was original. And uh, there are all kinds of vampires now, but it was kind of a first. And it was great. And, um, and you were like a feminist, right? You were not, you know, you did your magic. You did your stuff. You flaunted it. And you, I thought you were great. You you were such a wonderful Well, you character. know, the, I think a lot of the, the, the people who come to the conventions have told all of us that Dark Shadows got them through their their adolescence. And I was, you know, to, I have been told by numerous people who, you know, grew up but were kids back then that Angelique got them through their troubles and their difficulties because she was, she was an early, yeah, an early feminist. She was, she didn't always succeed, but most of the time she could, control and manipulate the situation and, and it, you were great and you did it realistically yeah. you did it ad <laughs> adorably i mean you were absolutely gorgeous I'm and you still are sweet, today right? you still are today oh, thank pictures. you and um um i just love you in that show and I, I i just am so thrilled you came on this podcast because well this has been fun yeah I hope you heard me through it all. I really have enjoyed this, and I think you're wonderful. And oh, please! I know this is going to be one of well, my top I'm, listen to podcasts. I'm telling you because oh, I hope so. They love you. When I read these things, who's your favorite character? You're always up there, and you know other people really like um, Catherine because she really puts it out there. She's a real. You know, she kind of keeps it going. And you, they love you, and they love David. And um, Catherine and David are, like, my top-rated shows, I have to say. And I think oh, you, I'm, so I'm going to tell you how many I get once we're done with this. Do you want to uh, promote okay. anything or okay. say anything or before we hang out? No, maybe we should just do it again sometime. I would love it. I love you. And... Okay, thank there, you so there's much. There's so much to talk about because I would love to do it with you again. I just there's stuff okay. we didn't talk about. So you are a darling. Yeah. Thank you, Laura. And thank you, my David, for asking Laura for me. And I know. Thank you, David. <laughs> I love him. All right. Okay, so thank you, Laura. Woof to your new puppy. And um let's talk again. I would love it. I'd be thrilled. Okay. So take care. All right. Thanks so much, okay, and thank set. you, everybody. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye.